What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. You already know it's the Imperfect Man Podcast, and you know how we started off and how we do it. I'm going to open up in some prayer real quick, all right? So bow your heads, close your eyes, and if you're driving, do with it. Do it with, do it with us in spirit. Lord, thank you for bringing us here today, Father God. I pray that you would just guide this podcast, Lord, that you would guide every word, Father God, to be coming from you, Lord. I pray that your spirit would just lead the way, Father, and I pray, God, that you would fill us up with the, the Holy Spirit, Lord. Give us open ears, open hearts, Father God, and allow us to just focus on you, Father. Every single thing that is not of you, just be removed from our lives and our hearts, and I pray, God, that we would just focus on you. Keep you the center of our thoughts, the center of our mind, the center of our day today, Father. And I pray that you would bless us, watch over us, keep us safe, keep us strong, and keep us faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. It's the Imperfect Man Podcast. You already know how it be. So I'm back. I took like a week off. And I was just, you know what I'm saying, going through some things. As I always do. But that's why this is called the Imperfect Man Podcast. Because I am not a perfect man. Nor am I near of being a perfect man. You feel me? But sometimes. It's okay. To accept your imperfection. To understand what to fix. You know what I'm saying? And it's still a battle every day. Trying to figure out what to do, how to do it, and finding the right answer. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's what we forget sometimes is that we work hard, but who are we working hard for, right? Or we're hungry, but what are we hungry for? You see what I'm saying? Like, I say it like this, like, am I working for myself or am i working for my god am i hungry for the world or am i hungry for my god and perseverance is hard but it's capable don't don't um disable yourself from believing in it and that's what i go through sometimes sometimes i feel like i don't have a word or sometimes I feel like I can't do it sometimes I feel like I don't know what to say sometimes you feel like God's not with you but he's always with you right and we've talked about that before he's always with us but it's easier said than it is done you see what I'm saying so I took a week off um to just gather myself gather gather myself with God figure out what it is and i heard this pastor say it's easier to praise him in the the easy times than it is the hard times and i was like you know every time i've heard that because i've heard that before right that's just something like that some of us have heard before but i heard it from a different perspective this time right i heard it from the perspective of it's easier to praise God when your fire's lit, but it's harder to praise God when your fire isn't lit or when your fire's dying down, dying down right? Meaning it's easier 
to praise God when you got a word for the podcast. It's easier to feel good enough when you have that motivation to do the podcast. But are you going to be the one who doesn't find the motivation to do that podcast? Even though you don't have a word, even though you don't think you can come up with the word, because it's not I who comes up with the word, but the Father that lives inside of me, right? So I heard it from a different perspective of not only just, you know, struggles in life, but struggles in in the word, struggles in what we do, struggles in our faith. It's easier to make it to church when you got gas, but when you don't got gas and you don't got gas money, are you still going to try to make an effort to go to church? You see what I'm saying? And I feel like sometimes we get caught up. See, I don't hate church, right? I'm just trying to find a good church. Because I've been to some bad churches. And they've kind of messed me up a little bit, right? And I want to find a church that I want to find the God's church, if that makes sense. I want to find the church that isn't political. Because in church, there's a lot of politics. And... It's not like they could be about like world politics, but it's a lot of politics within the church. So it's very, very important for you to find a good church. That's why they say it's 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 important to find a good church because not all churches have the best intentions, but some churches are good for you to be there for a little bit to get fed. But then eventually God will open up a door for you to go to another one, right? But that's what I'm... My mission is trying to find a good church currently. But I don't hate church. But I feel like sometimes church is... It's more about impressing those around us than it is more about getting fed, right? Or being about the best church than it is about being fed. You know what I'm saying? It may be because I haven't been to church in a little bit. It's different now. You know what I'm saying? But it couldn't be. It could be. You know what I'm saying? Just remember, if you go to church, go to church to get fed. Don't just go to church to go to church. Don't go to church to impress anybody. Don't go to church because your family goes to church. Go to church because you want to get fed. Because that's what it's for. And if you feel like you're not getting fed at your church... Then start looking for a new church. Because sometimes I feel like we're, we feel confined to go to where our family goes. Or we're confined to go to where, you know, where we feel like we have to go. But it doesn't work that way. You feel me? I want to go to a church where my, my, my parents don't go. Not to say I don't want to go to church with them. But it's saying I've always went to church with them. And I feel like I've never gotten fed. Even when I got older. But I want to try going to church. To a church that God opens up for me. So that I feel like I can get fed in a new way. You know what I'm saying? That way I can praise God. And feel the difference. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to switch things up. To feel fed. Sometimes you have to switch things up to feel. Like. Not routine. You see what I'm saying? 
Because we don't want to make God a routine in a negative way. We want to make God a routine in a positive way. Meaning, yeah, I got to get up. I got to I gotta read my Bible. I, you know, I got to do those things. Or, yeah, I get to get up, man. I get to praise the Lord. I get to read my Bible and I get to have an awesome day. And even if I don't have an awesome day, I know that God's going to be with me today. You see the difference? It's not I have to, but I get to. You see what I'm saying? And that's what we fall into sometimes. You wake up and you're like, cool, all right, I have to pray right now. And I fall into that too sometimes. But that's when we start to drift slowly away. I was telling my pops, I was like, I get what they mean now when they're saying like, you got to fan the flame. And it's harder for me because, well, it's, I don't want to say it's harder for me because everybody has their own struggle. You know what I'm saying? It's not harder for me. But I think about it as like, it's it's challenging because I want to do this podcast, but I'm growing in my faith myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm definitely not no sermon graduate or Bible college graduate or, you know what I'm saying? I'm... I don't know. I grew up in church, and I played church, but your boy wasn't at church for church. You know what I'm saying? I I could sing songs, you know. I could act like I knew Bible verses, and but little things would show throughout my life why what I was at church for. You see what I'm saying? Are you at church to praise God? Are you at church to act cool? Are you at church to, you know what I'm saying? Do whatever. <laughs> and that's what we fig that's where we start to lose what we're at church for. Or what we're praising God for. Are we doing it for a blessing? Are we doing it because, you know, so and so's in the hospital? Are we doing it because we love them? Cause we can do those things. But if we're only doing them in our time of need, then it's kind of like we're using God's grace and his mercy. You know what I'm saying? Like in a negative way. Because God always wants to call call on him during our troubles, right? And he's always listening to our troubles. But it's just sometimes God wants to hear that he, that you love him. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you got your shorty, right? And if you're hitting her up for like some shoes or something every so often, you're like, yo, I love you. Hey, can you give me these? You know what I'm saying? Or hey, can you can I borrow some money? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're just like basically playing her. Well, eventually she's not gonna feel like you like you love her. You know what I'm saying? Don't play God like your shorty. Play God like your wife. But you know what I'm saying. That's just like the analogy I'm going to use. Because God's not a girl. But it's like. You got to think like. How can you not worry about. Not worry about the things that are around us. Per se. Not just the things that are around us per se. But the things that are within us that cause us to drift away. You see what I'm saying? Because 
We can wake up every day. And the persona that we play is the persona that we are. You know what I'm saying? That's why they say keep close friends. That's why you see like celebrities and athletes. They say to keep the close friends around you. To keep you grounded, right? To keep you at your roots. To keep you who you are, right? Because everybody has a persona. It's just the fact if that persona is close to who they really are. If that persona is way off from who they are. Or if that persona is who they are themselves. You feel me? And it's hard. Because we could put on a persona and not even know it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you do, right? That's what I did. You know? In hindsight, it doesn't feel like a persona. Or in um, real time, it doesn't feel like a persona. But in hindsight, it's like... Uh, alright, I probably shouldn't have been acting that way, and, you know, that's not even how I want to act, but in reality, it kind of is, you know what I'm saying, because the persona you play in different periods of life is the persona that you were, you know what I'm saying, but that's when you have to look back and you see, yo, that's not who I am anymore, that's why you always hear that, that's not who I am anymore, because your persona is changing over time, whether you're 10, whether you're 5, Whether you're 40, 30, 20, it doesn't matter. 100, every year, every second, you have an opportunity to change your persona. So who do you represent? Do you represent yourself? Do you represent somebody that isn't you? Do you represent God? And you know what I'm saying? Because we can represent God by being ourselves. And it's hard because we feel like we're not gonna feel accepted or be accepted. And it's hard because we feel like there's a lot more pressure to carrying the religious tag or carrying the I love God tag than it is to live for the world. But when judgment comes, whose opinion matters most? You know what I'm saying? Who is going to be there for you when you ain't got nobody else? Because nobody's going to be there like God. Because God's always with us. He's right next to you right now. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you look over your shoulder right now, or you look while you're driving in that passenger seat, God's sitting right there. He don't sneak up behind you like somebody trying to rob you, right? Sitting in the back seat waiting to give you a two-piece, put you to sleep, and jack your car. (laughs) God's sitting right next to you. He's never hiding his face from you. God wants you to know that if you chase after me and you change for me, I got you. And don't feel like you're going to lose everything about yourself. But sometimes we need to lose little things about ourselves for a bigger picture. You see what I'm saying? For changing mind, changing heart, to feel free, right? To let go of that condemnation, to let go of that stress, whether for whether it's for a full time, part time, or for the rest of your life, just let it go, and then eventually you might be able to come back to it or not. And that's like whether it's TV, movies, people, no matter what, you know what I'm saying. It's just different scenarios, 
that isn't sin but feels like it you don't know what it is you don't know if it's bad or if it's good so take a break from it and if you can't take a break from it then it might be sin see what i'm saying it's like um hanging out with friends that you know aren't too good for you when you're trying to change and you're trying to do right it's better to separate yourself from those people and eventually when you figure everything out you learn your wisdom you learn your discernment you learn how to talk you learn how to stand up for yourself you learn how to do all these things then you try talking to those friends again you could talk to them to help them talk to them to see that they see a light in you right talk to them so you can help them change but talk to them when you're ready for them to accept your change right because if they don't want to accept like like a real friend will accept a friend for who they are. So if you're like, yo, no, I don't I don't smoke no more, dog. Oh, dog, we don't got to smoke. We could just chill and talk. Let's go, I don't know, get a steak or something or a burger. Or, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. But that's what you do, right? Is you sit and you analyze what you can do through Christ and what you can't do through Christ. You see what I'm saying? What's going to hold you back and what's going to press you forward. What's going to give you strength and what's going to break break your wall down, right? And um, I heard this from somebody. He said, sometimes we get into these fights and... It brings up a wall, right? It brings up this wall. And it's me, and on the other side is you of that wall. But we're a team. So how am I going to be on that other side? Because I just look at the wall and I look at you because I'm right next to you, right? That's like us with God. We put this wall between us and God. And God's like, dog, I'm going to be next to you 24-7. I'm never going to leave your side. You think I'm on the other side of the wall, but I'm right here next to you trying to get through the wall with you. You see what I'm saying? We separate ourselves from God because we're trying to figure out what to do. We're trying to figure out what to do right now. Then just let it go. You see what I'm saying? Just give it a... Put it on pause for a little bit. And if you think about it and you try again and it's different, then you're good to go. If you put it on pause, you come back to it and you realize you're not ready for it, put it back away. You see what I'm saying? And this doesn't fall into like, like don't be watching like dirty movies. I'm like, I'm going to put them on pause and come back. To no, it's not like that. It's like friends, right? It's like, I don't know, anything else. That you have questions about. Ask God for the guidance to find the right answer. You see what I'm saying though? It's like. It's not sinful things. But it's just things that you don't really have an answer to right now. Right here. His divine power has given us everything we need for godly life. Through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these promises. Through 
His divine power has given... Okay, so this is Second Peter 1, verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason... Make every effort to add your faith, goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to mutual affection, love. For all your pos for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Okay, so let's break it down. He's saying like, so it's Peter, Second Peter, um, chapter 3, starts first, or chapter 1, verse 3, that's where it starts. Go down, I, don't, I didn't see how many we went down, but, so we go down, right? We start reading, and it says that, through our knowledge comes the Lord, right? So, you hear that all the time. You're like, okay, our knowledge comes from the Lord. But how do we gain that knowledge, right? How do we... How do we listen to that knowledge? So, our knowledge comes from the Lord. His, his power gives us strength, right? But what does that mean? Well, it says right here, his divine power has given us everything we need for godly, for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called to us by his own glory and goodness. Right. So we always heard that. But if you break it down and you read it slow, it kind of makes sense. So his power is so great. That when you call out to him. And he touches you with his righteous right hand right we've read that verse before where he says i uphold you with my righteous right hand he says his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him right so that means everything that you know god wouldn't want you to do or everything that you know jesus wouldn't want you to do don't do it you see what i'm saying don't fall into, well, I don't know. When you really do kind of know. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not necessarily one thing that can drag you down. But it could be the accumulation of multiple things that instead of drag you down, just hit you really hard. That bring you into a car crash. You see what I'm saying? Don't allow things to add up in your life. To where you're melting down, where you're losing your faith, where you feel like you can't keep going, where you feel like you want to give up. Not only on like things around you, but just life in general. Right. So <clears throat> it says that we get everything that we need to live a godly life through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Right. His own glory and goodness. He called you. Everybody who's ever talked to me, whether it was, you know, 
I had a couple youth leaders that gave me so much knowledge that I carried with myself. I had a youth leader named Jeremy. He took me to like a Christian bookstore to buy me a Bible. He spent time and money on me. He took me to Culver's one time. And he's putting that time, that effort, and that love into me because he wants to see me grow. The way that he did that with me is what God does to us. God grabs a hold of us and says, yo, pray to me. Read this Bible. Fill my love. Call out to me. Do these things for me, right? Why? So that he can pour in more and more and more. What Jeremy did, he hung out with me. He gave me advice on life. He was cracking jokes at the same time. He was the he was the guy that I needed in that point, right? In my life. I remember this one time I blew up at church. I blew up. And I told this kid, Bro, you don't know who I am. I can have you dead in like 30 minutes. And Jeremy grabbed me and he took me away from everybody else. He said, yo, you cannot say stuff like that. You cannot do that. That is completely exactly what we're talking about. We shouldn't be doing, right? But when you're 16, 15, whatever, how old I, however old I was, for some reason we walk around with chips on our shoulder. But Jeremy was the leader that I needed at that time. Trying to guide me into the right steps. You know what I'm saying? And God bless him. I love him. I still think about him sometimes. Sometimes I'll be walking. I'm like, man, I wonder how Jeremy's doing. Right? He poured into me. And he gave me that strength. The way that Jeremy put time into me. God wants us to put time into him. So that even more so, he could put time into us. If that makes any sense. The more time that we put into God, the more time that he puts into us the same time. So I didn't offer him anything. I didn't offer Jeremy anything. But Jeremy offered me something to carry with me for the rest of my life. Right? I had another um, youth leader, Jesus. He poured into me. He gave me some good advice. He also gave me, he prayed for me. Like, I remember him praying for me a couple times because he knew I was going through something. And later, it comes out what I'm going through. You know what I'm saying? I'm losing my steps. I'm losing my walk. You know what I'm saying? I'm losing my gangster walk for Christ. And I'm starting to be different. I'm starting to drift away from what everybody's teaching me. From almost being able to speak in tongues to speaking with a bad tongue. You feel me? And it's like people pour into you because they want to see you succeed. Not only for Christ, but they want to see you succeed for yourself. Sometimes people want to pour into you and you just got to listen. You got to take in what they say. You got to take in what they do. Why? Because they help you. You know what I'm saying? They give you... They give you advice that you think that you'll never need, but later down the road, 
you need. Or they give you those experiments that you think you don't like experiences that you don't think you need but later down the long later down the road you remember and why do you remember them you don't know but you know that you'll remember them why because somebody is putting time and love into you when maybe during that period of time you feel like you didn't have time and love from anybody when you didn't really feel like anybody could pay for your meal or anybody could give you a book or anybody could just hang out with you and talk to you. Or anybody could pray for you. Or anybody could give you advice. You see what I'm saying? I remember me and Jeremy used to joke. He, he, uh, I forgot what happened, but I told him I, can't, I was like coming from the gym, or he came from the gym, and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, he's like, you come from the gym, you ever feel like you're just strong? Like you ever just like look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, yeah, uh huh, and you start flexing a little bit. I was like, yeah, I just did that right now, cause you know, cause when you work out, you have that extra that oomph. For the rest of the day. Because your, your freaking muscles are all blown up with that strength that you've been lifting with, right? But that's like with God. We work out our we work out our souls, right? For God. We work out this this um what is it like this uh how can I say it? We're working out our, our souls for God, gaining this strength about his knowledge, right, and his power. And instead of flexing on people or flexing for ourselves, we get the opportunity to walk around with that muscle. You see what I'm saying? And everybody's like, oh, dang, look at, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's looking and trying to figure out what's different about you. But it's because you're walking around with the muscle of Christ. You see what I'm saying? You got that spiritual muscle on you and that you're, you're just flexing with it naturally everywhere. You're just a little extra juiced everywhere you go. So let's keep going. So we go. It says through these, through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desire. Right. So it's saying like, when you don't know what to do about something that may not be good or bad, but you don't know what to do, choosing to put it on hold is. Allowing it to see if it's an evil desire or allowing it to see if it's something okay in your life. Like friends. Or it's also telling us too that while we live in Christ, while we have that spiritual muscle, everything that tries to deflate our muscle or everything that tries to get us to not go get that spiritual workout, if we fight off that that baggage, if we fight off that... Um, those words that we carry, those discouragements that we have within ourselves, those anxieties, those pains, those struggles. If we shake those things off and give them to God and work out our spiritual muscle, then we'll always be spiritually strong. You feel me? And it's easy to stop hitting the gym, but it's even easier to stop following God's word. And that's why so many people want to fall away or so many people want to take their own steps instead of God's steps, right? Because it's like, yo, I don't got any freedom in this. But it's not about having freedom. It's about living for God and having patience. That's why he tells us patience is one of the fruits of the <clears throat> Excuse me. Patience is one of the fruits of the spirit. Why? Because it's like when you're first starting out, you don't really know what you can do. But that's because your life is completely renewed. It's completely changed. 
And you may want to do things that you can do, but you're just not ready for right now. Or you may want to do things that you can do that you just can't do anymore. You see what I'm saying? And it's working out those spiritual muscles and working out your patience for yourself, for your flesh, and for God. And allowing God to guide your steps. Allow God to guide your direction, right? So if we keep going, right here it says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith the good goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. So it's saying, yo, if you follow me, gain this goodness so that you can gain faith and gain that faith so that you can gain knowledge. Or right here it says, add to your faith, right? So once you believe in me, you have your faith. He says, with that faith, grab goodness. So that way, when you grab goodness, you try to grab knowledge. And that when you try to grab knowledge, you grab self-control. And when you grab self-control, you grab perseverance. And when you grab perseverance, you're grabbing godliness. And godliness to mutual affection, to mutual affection, to love. He's saying like, yo, do it the way that I'm doing it. Do it the way that I want you to do it. So that way, you don't have to go back and try to put the pieces back together. Carry your faith. And start off with goodness. Switch things around. Gain that goodness. Okay, how can I be different? How can I be good? Okay, well, I know my wife uh, I know my wife is hungry in the morning. Let me go make her some breakfast real quick. Boom. Goodness. Alright? That's how you keep that's how you keep your goodness. You find different things that add to these different characteristics that God wants us to add to our faith. He wants us to add our goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and love, right? So we got to add all those things to our faith to make our faith stronger. It says if we don't add these things, it says that we are nearsighted and blind, forgetting that we have been cleansed from all of our sins. Meaning like, yo, if we don't try to add spiritual goodness, if we don't try to add to our faith, um, like characteristics of God, then it's like we're forgetting that we're forgetting the real reason why God saved us. Because God didn't save us just to save us. God saved us. To save, help save other people. You see what I'm saying? Like God gave us the opportunity at new life to show people that there's an opportunity for new life for them. Like, that's why it says, add to your faith, goodness. Add to your faith, perseverance, mutual affection, love, self-control, perseverance. We have to add all these things. That way when we talk to people, we show them like, yo, bro, I'm struggling because I got anxiety hey bro let me show you how to get through that man like you know god showed me perseverance through my anxieties god showed me how i can have love through my anxiety god showed me how to have peace you know what i'm saying like we gain all these pieces that we get to add to our faith we don't have to add them but we get to add them because god's that good to us you see what i'm saying we wake up and we gotta praise him no matter what. Don't make it feel like it's like I have to, but I get to. And I encourage you that if you feel like it's a, oh, I have to do this right now, take some time, give yourself a second, recuperate, and then try to change your mind. 
give yourself some food for thought. Like, yo, God loves me so much, bro. Like, why am I going to act like that right now? God loves me so much. I get to do this, man. He didn't have to wake me up, but he got to wake me up today. He didn't have to give me this beautiful bed that I get to wake up in. He didn't have to do all these things, but I get to do them all. Why? Because I'm blessed. Hey, man, you know what? I'm going to go pray. You see what I'm saying? Like, don't forget about him throughout the day. Don't forget about him when you wake up. Even if it's like, a yo, Jesus, thank you so much for waking me up. I love you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't got time, do it as you're going. Do it as you get ready for work. Do it with a sense of joy. That's where we all lack. Every Christian lacks that. Every Christian, every follower of God, they lack joy. Because sometimes it can feel like, and I have to, or sometimes it can feel like I'm rushing this. But it doesn't need to be candlelights and, you know what I'm saying, beautiful music in the back, playing on the piano or whatever. Sometimes God just wants to hear your voice. And God just wants to have you acknowledge Him in the morning. Or have you acknowledge him at work? Or have you acknowledge him in the middle of the night when you wake up? Yo, I wake up so many times. Like, so many times. I can never sleep. I literally woke up the other day. I woke up the other day, and I was like, yo, what is going on right now? I grabbed some ice cream. I hit my kid's room. And I, I just read the Bible. My lady woke up. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I can't sleep. Just like the, I, I told her, I was like, just like the second or... It's like the second or third time I woke up and she was like, okay. And she went to the bathroom and I was like, I guess that's time for me to go back to the room. But it's like, I wake up so many times and I realize that, yo, I'm waking up so many times and I know that I'm going to wake up again. So why not just spend that time with God? You see what I'm saying? Like even this morning, I I know, I, I don't know what time it was, but I went to bed late and I woke up and it was it was like 5.50 or something like that, right? I checked the clock. I laid back down. I was like laying there and I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go to sleep. So I was like, all right, I accept this. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I could just bang out a podcast for some reason, right? Because finally I feel like rejuvenated. I feel juiced again. So I banged out this podcast. And that's what... That's what it is. It's finding your self-control, finding your perseverance, finding your goodness, finding your faith, and maintaining all those things. Because it's easy to get them. It's hard to maintain them. You see what I'm saying? That's why they say fan the flame. Fan the flame. Because that fire is going to be lit as much as you keep it lit. And that's what the struggle is in life. It's figuring out how we can keep it lit, what's going to keep it lit, and what isn't going to put it out? Because sometimes it could die down. But that don't mean it's out. Don't let it die down. And no matter if you've been away from God for 10 years. That don't mean it's died down yet. That don't mean it's gone. That flame is still there. If you think about Jesus a little bit. He's thinking about you a lot. So don't think that that flame's gone. But um, yeah guys. That's all I got for you today. That's all we got for you today. You know how it goes, man. Y'all are supportive. Y'all the best. And y'all are just killing it 24-7. So, the plan is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 
that's the schedule right now for now but i might drop a tuesday and a wednesday episode into saturday sunday i might have off so i just learned best in this very second that it's probably good for me to just not say anything and just post sorry guys for the hiatus sorry that i was out and um I just want you guys to know that I love you guys, and I was thinking about you guys. You know, I was like, man, I want to bang out a podcast. Gotta get a podcast going. Can't keep them. Can't keep them from hearing my voice. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. But it's for real, it's important. This is important. This is very important to me. It's so important to me that I get scared to do it sometimes, and not scared. Because I don't want to do it, but scared that I'm not going to speak to you guys the way that I should be, right? But I got to remember, it's not me speaking to you guys, but it's God speaking to you. So, I love you guys, man. Y'all are the the ish. Y'all are the, the best, man. Y'all really just keep me motivated. Don't forget to share, like, subscribe, all that goodness. Um... All glory to God, man. He gets me through everything. And he can get you through everything. Alright? Keep you guys' fans lit. Your flames lit. Keep your perseverance going. Keep your consistency strong. And just stay faithful, man. And he'll always be faithful. Alright, man. Love you guys. Peace.